Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us. And uh, actually, I should say uh, to Gene, we've spent the weekend together with our wives and our good friend. And uh, so, you know, this is a this is the first it was the first time I saw Gene in person. Jerry, I appreciate the invitation. That was that was great. I I really appreciated that. Well, you you almost came. It was a two to one vote. (laughs) You almost were invited. Uh, But, you know, Gene, I don't know. Gene has some issues. So, uh, well, we'll talk to that executive producer later. Well, there wasn't enough room in that home we went to in Boca Raton, Florida. So just a little, I don't know, kind of a cottage. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll swing back to all that in a minute. But by the way, let, let me preview this. We have a group. Uh, they've been on our show before. We love these guys. They are the Hammer and the Hatchet. And Megan will talk to them a little bit later, and you'll learn how to track their music more. And you're going to want to after you hear the song they're going to do. Uh, it's uh, Jamie Hood and John Boyer. They're from Brown County. Brown County, Indiana, right on the line over in that area. Very cool area uh, of very cool area of the Midwest, by the way. Uh, But first, and this is I always say this is the heart of the podcast. uh, And that is Jerry's very clever take on some topic of the week. And there's always a lot happening and Jerry, I know that there is a Supreme Court vacancy that everybody's talking about as well they should. What's your take on that? Well, when President Biden announced that he intends to fill the Supreme Court vacancy left by Justice Stephen Breyer's retirement with a highly qualified woman of color, as he promised during his campaign, there was and is the predictable response from Republicans and their right-wing sycophants on Fox and talk radio. Their response was perhaps best articulated by Republican Senator from Mississippi, Roger Wicker, when he said that Biden's pick will be the beneficiary of affirmative action, implying, of course, that she won't be the most qualified person, just simply the most qualified Black woman. Even some liberals were unhappy with the president's announcement, not with his nominating a black woman, but his announcement that that's what he's looking for, thereby drowning her nomination in discussion about whether she's just being picked, not because she's the best, but mainly because she's black. There are two things I'd like to say about this whole circumstance. First, what irks me about the Republican response is their hypocritical reference to Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, where he famously said that his dream was that someday people will be judged by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. So what's Biden doing saying he's looking for a black woman to fill the court vacancy? Well, first of all, if color of skin is of no consequence, then why are Republicans going out of their way to suppress black voters, defeat the Civil Rights Act, 
and you get the point. What needs to be understood here is that Martin Luther King's speech was what his dream was, but that day wasn't going to come until we as a nation and a culture recognized and dealt with the issue of racism. I don't believe people, especially politicians, who say they don't see color, because of course they do. And they wouldn't be passing legislation at the state and federal level, which discriminates against people and communities of color if they didn't recognize it. You think challenges to the vote exclusively in places like Detroit, Atlanta, and Philadelphia has nothing to do with race? Simply put, as a society, we will never do anything about racism if we aren't first willing to admit that it does exist. In fact, in our country, it has always existed. So to one day fulfill the dream of eliminating discrimination based on race, we must first admit that, in fact, we have always seen color. So Biden's recognition of the nominee's pigmentation was absolutely appropriate. Secondly, if there's to be any complaint about saying you're looking for the best qualified black woman, I believe in this case, it's because the statement is redundant. You see, you can't be the best qualified for this Supreme Court appointment unless you are an African-American woman, because that's what this Supreme Court needs. Let me explain. The way the Supreme Court works is that after reading the briefs submitted by the various parties and hearing the oral arguments, the nine justices sit in a private meeting, share opinions, research, and points of view, exchange memos, and then spend significant time deliberating before ultimately rendering the final judgment of the majority of the court. In light of all the decisions they are called upon to make that are inevitably affected by our nation's racial history, institutional as well as personal, whether it's civil rights, voting rights, economic issues relating to employment, housing, and health care, I would strongly argue that the court cannot possibly do its job in terms of rendering justice unless those deliberations which the justices undertake in each case include the perspective of life experience in America as an African-American. Does anyone seriously believe that the likes of Alito, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Comey, Barrett, and Roberts have any clue what it feels like, indeed what it is like, to be Black in America, living with the reality every day of your life? I'm not saying these justices are necessarily mean, insensitive would be a more accurate term, to the issues of race, but I'm not persuaded by those who hide behind the words of Martin Luther King that they mean it when they say man should be judged by the content of his character, not the color of his skin. You see, these words were never meant to deny the existence of a race problem in America, because if you don't think that's a problem, then you won't feel compelled to do anything about it. Hearing Republicans speak out now, quoting Martin Luther King, is a little hard to take 
when they use it simply as an excuse to vote against passage of the Civil Rights Act or affirmative action, or as in this case, the placing of an African-American on the court, while at the same time, they are employing every possible tactic to suppress the black vote. Because of this reality, as ugly and undemocratic as it is, the truth is simply this, and let me say it again, in terms of what America and our justice system needs at this time, you just can't be the most qualified person for this position unless you are and have lived the experience of an African-American woman. After all, that is, this time around, an indispensable element of your ultimate qualifications. That's excellent, Jerry. Thanks. <clears throat> really good take. And by the way, Thank Darren, you, Jerry. Thank you. Guaranteed, we're going to be talking about this again in the next few weeks because he's yep. going to nominate somebody and there will be hearings and a vote. And yeah. uh It'll come back up again. So we'll yeah. look forward to that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and we're going to hear from the hammer and the hatchet in a minute. Me Megan will uh, take us over to that before we do. Uh, <clears throat> one thing that I think is pretty timely, and that is uh, the fact that our Cincinnati Bengals, so that really would be Jerry Springer, Megan Hills, myself, David Proust, we all are essentially Cincinnatians. I mean, Megan and I live in Northern Kentucky. David lives in Cincinnati. <clears throat> Jerry was the mayor of Cincinnati, has deep roots in Cincinnati, and still stays very related to this city. And Jerry, the only person I heard do this, uh, was had the guts to come out nationally. Had the guts. Had the guts. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals will beat the Kansas City Chiefs and in fact, they did. And can we, we replay that? Can we hear that audio? We have been replaying <laughs> the hell out of it. <clears throat> it is on all of our social media of Jerry saying that. And it's not like, and you know, some people will say, oh, yeah, that's pretty cheap. He's got a recording machine. You know, he, he, he probably. A recording regular, machine? Well, probably like a, a you know, a reel like to reel. Like, like a reel-to-reel -reel tape recorder. And, oh, he probably <laughs> taped him saying, sorry, they lost. What a great season. And then won. Oh, they won. No, he didn't record anything saying. There was no doubt. He recorded something saying they will win, and they did. So we're all. Well, that's true. I was there this. for that. I was there for the recording. It was, on last, it was the last week's uh, podcast. That's it. We've been Brilliant. playing it. Yeah, uh, well, we'll play it again so people can hear me predicting that the Bengals would win. I don't know if he. <laughs> I was he not prepared for that. He's not prepared for that. He had to. He had to dig. You guys had told me that, like two minutes before I could have pulled it up. David, don't oh, worry about oh, it. He, he, it was. <laughs> this is it. This is it. The Bengals go into the Super Bowl. Who knew? Right. It's Barry. That's it. That's all you need to know. It's very I think deep. that you need to keep that on uh loop there, buddy. If you want to keep your job, you need right. to keep that on the ready. Yeah. And by the way, that's that's Jamie Hood talking uh, of the hammer and the hatchet. And, uh, again, we'll add them on, bring them forward here one second. I wanted Can to we also... seriously talk about this for a second and how that feels for this city. Yeah. 
like how it feels for Cincinnati. And I work in uh, Aurora, Indiana. I live in Northern Kentucky and like the feel around this city has absolutely changed. People Mm -hmm. are happy. People are smiling at each other. (laughs) It's really bizarre. Um, Like this energy going around this team is so cool. And we haven't had, I I was 10 years old when the Bengals went to the last Super Bowl. Yeah, I I was 67. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But back in aught nine. Yeah, but now it, it, it's been such a cool like thing to see. And like I work at a restaurant, I'm a events planner at a restaurant, like just having people come in, and that's what you hear them talking about are the yeah. Cincinnati freaking Bengals. Yeah. It has been such a cool thing. And this is a baby team. They're what like 23 to 27 years old. Yeah, it is adorable to see. It's been such a gift to the city. Like businesses are doing better the vibe in the city is better like jerry you would love it right now i wish you would come home man yeah um well i i'm i just can't i mean a parade in 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 tampa um which was long committed uh because who knew uh, I mean, I know I predicted it, but, <laughs> but who knew? <laughs> yeah, so I'm just kicking myself. But I, Gene and I remember. Um, well, first of all, I was back in the time that I was mayor, and then the news anchor there uh, was the '70s and '80s. So I was there during the era of the uh, big red machine with the Reds, and yeah. and then the Bengals going to the uh, Super Bowl in January of '82. We went up to Michigan, and um, in Pontiac, Michigan, and then in January of '89, which is the last time they went. And back then in '89, um, I was at the time anchoring the news for Channel Five for the NBC affiliate there, and I and- was in fourth grade. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, man. But anyway, so because <laughs> and the games, uh, we were the station which covered the whole Bengal season. Yep. So, WLWT. Yeah. So we covered the whole Super Bowl week. So they sent us down to Miami with the Bengals uh, on the Sunday before the Super Bowl, the week before. So we're staying at the hotel with the Bengals. And, you know, Norma and I did the 11 o'clock news. Norma. We are on oh. the rooftop of the hotel with a backdrop being Miami and uh, all the excitement. And in the middle of the newscast, all of a sudden, the floor director starts saying, turn around, turn around. And we're on the rooftop. And I turn around and the city near us is ablaze. It was the night of the riots. There had been shootings and the place went crazy and no one was allowed to leave the hotels. And the whole week that we went from doing the newscasts at the hotel and interviewing the players and then to the field where they practiced, we were escorted by the National Guard on buses and it was a lockdown. So that was the big story on this wonderful Bengals week. And then finally the weekend, it was like one of the greatest Super Bowl games ever 
and we were winning until the last 34 seconds, 34 seconds. seconds of the game when Joe Montana uh, threw the ball into the end zone and, and, and we lost. And sadly, there was another backstory that night, and then I'll quit. But the Saturday, the night before the Super Bowl, Stanley Wilson, who was the star running back for the Bengals, he sadly was found in his hotel overdosing with cocaine. Really? And so, yes. And so he couldn't play. So we had to play the game without one of our star running backs. And that became highly controversial. You know, here was the greatest moment of his life. And that shows you what what an addiction can do, how you can blow your whole life's career, you know, from one act the night before the biggest night of his life. And uh, wow. but anyway, so there was a lot of news going on. So I have great, unbelievable memories of that Super Bowl. But uh, this time uh, we're going to win, as I recorded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been it's been so cool. Like, I, I don't know. We've had a couple of the guys come into the restaurant that I work in. And it's oh, it's yeah. just like it's just been so cool. I just wish these guys the best. And yeah. holy cow, if Cincinnati can bring home a Super Bowl ring. Holy crap. Oh, how cool <laughs> would that be? Well, we're we're a four point underdog, which is not much. Speaking of dogs, we just had a dog on our show. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that segue. That's called a professional right there. (laughs) Look at that segue, (laughs) Mr. Jerry Springer. So (laughs) (laughs) we have. (laughs) It's totally cool. (laughs) Hey, guys, how you doing? (laughs) We're very good and we're excited for you all. Yes, you're going to the Super Bowl. It's exciting. Now, now, where are you guys located? We're located south of Indianapolis, but, you know, like we can totally relate with when the Colts have been to the Super Bowl and how sure. that really changed the city and being a part of that. I was on a radio show at that time, too, up here at uh, X103 and, and all that. And uh, what, a, what a really amazing time for our city that was. So, yeah, I can totally relate with what you're saying. Yeah. So enjoy. Well, and Congratulations. The, the Colts yeah. coach or the coach, the Colts owner has been so cool, too. He's given out tickets to like ultimate Bengal fans. Like it's been pretty cool. Like the camaraderie between Indianapolis and Cincinnati has been great. Oh, that's a great story. I didn't know that. That is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he gave out uh, like four sets of Super Bowl tickets with uh, airfare accommodations and $10,000 worth of spending money for like the ultimate Super Bowl Bengals fans. So like they they're they're putting in like all of their uh, stuff on like Instagram and all that kind of like to try to win these tickets. So I think that's really cool. Like it's a great little Great little story between our cities. Look, yeah. so many folks are related yeah. back and forth between Indiana and Ohio, Indianapolis. Oh, and sure. Oh, sure. my goodness. Yeah, we yeah. all have family. <laughs> we have a lot of music our, family down your way. That's exactly yeah. right. It ties in that way. So the hammer and the hatchet. Let's talk about you guys. How did you guys get started? Where are you from originally? And what brings you to us today? Well, we're from Indiana, obviously. Uh, Jamie lived down south here in close to Brown County, and I had been a musician in Indy, and I moved down south to play music more, and that's how I met met, met Jamie. 
Yeah, no. We met at a house party. One of my friends likes to host a lot of <laughs> after parties. So he had played music and I was at the party. Okay. And, now, um, before yeah. <laughs> he proposed, before he proposed to you, did he ever turn to you with his guitar and play If I Had the Hammer? <laughs> now, Jerry, you know I can't tell you about that. Jerry Springer. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, how can you miss that moment? <laughs> You missed that moment. Set him up. It never, no one else can do that. Yes, yes. Um, we we uh, really were not intentionally giving ourselves nicknames, but it's worked out that way. We're both working class folks, we work with our hands. We, you know, work with tools. We've always liked the relationship between that. But boy, we have had a whole lot of fun playing around with uh, the hammer and the hatchet analogies. Um, my favorite, of course, is when folks ask who's who. Uh, yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. gonna say Why? which one is which. <laughs> yeah. yeah, She's a sharp one. Ah! <laughs> yeah. you see why like, i like i that. just hit stuff with my head <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's that's what i do in the band that's, that's yeah. it yeah. It's like my wife does. uses both on me <laughs> well that's because you need both jerry that's right <laughs> well okay. okay a woman knows you know yeah <laughs> So I'm originally from Carroll County, Indiana, and I moved down oh, here cool. um, to uh, the Monroe Brown County line uh, 22 years ago now. So just to fully answer that. And then um, John had been playing music and I started playing music with him. I'd always dreamed about and loved music and everything, but uh, I had children, a family and all that stuff. So my um, getting into the scene came later in life, but I've been working real hard to catch up. That's so cool. So what would you guys say is your uh, inspiration? Like, what is what is your sound and who were you inspired by? Uh, You know, our sound is we try to sound like where we're from, if that makes sense. You know, like if you think about South Central Indiana, you know, I mean, we try to sound like that might sound, you know, or just try to be real with ourselves and and present honest material, you know, but some of our songs are funny. Some of our songs are kind of serious. So we're kind of all over the map that way. But everything's real earthy all across the board, I would say. I love Willie Nelson and Guy Clark. And mm-hmm. uh, I love Loretta Lynn and oh, uh, Hazel yeah. Dickens. And um, and then, you know, that that classic rock we all grew up with uh, in our oh. generation, that, that, that sound. Yeah. That, um, I don't fully understand, but I... I feel, you know, that's um, awesome. And then uh, John comes from from different musical background, but somehow it all really makes sense. We kind of uh, connected at jam circles and um, he's just a great picker, so he can play about anything, to be honest. (laughs) Oh, shucks, he says. (laughs) So what's the first title that you're going to be playing for us tonight? I think that's Tinfoil Rings. Yeah. All right. um, Hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Thank you. Let's watch the moon rise above the hills, across the valley, far away. 
above the sycamores Blow the stars above us Holding on by ten rings Ten rings are ten rings They remind us of the little things Like keeping the fire burning in a steady rain Sure had our share of trouble and this world it keeps us spinning holding on by ten can find more of your music um well you can find our music on our website thehammerandthehatchet.com or you can find us on bandcamp or any of those regular platforms digital platforms you can look around for music on you know and uh we got a youtube channel you can check out so we're we try to make it easy for you to find us Uh, we got three records three records out and we've got a fourth one we're actually in the process of recording right now right now and when would that be coming out uh late spring early summer we're hoping 
So awesome. we'll see, you know, everything in good time, as I've learned to say in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're gaining on it. I mean, I know that. <laughs> All right. So that is the hammer and the hatchet. Please check them out on Spotify, anywhere you check out your stuff. And also at the same time, go to jerryspringer.com and check out our podcast. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, for our listeners, uh, you may uh, be a follow of our page, but if you click on the bell in the bottom corner of your window right now, you will be a subscriber and then you'll be notified as soon as our videos go live. Oh. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, David. Yeah. And I also have Jerry's video pulled up if you guys want to see it. Yes. My video? He goes, which video? <laughs> Prediction. I knew we'd win. There you go. And there is the proof. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. In a moment of truth, let's be right. honest here. I, I've got to be honest. David was nice enough to just show you that video of me saying, I knew we'd win. But just because, you know, I get closer and closer to meeting my maker. I want to confess <laughs> that I actually also made a tape of David. Can we queue up that one too? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. Wait, 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 wait. It took me five minutes I, to find that one. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I made a tape of how could we lose? We were so close. How about a prediction for this week, though, Jerry? Oh, what are we well, thinking, Jerry? Well, I tell you what, I I am. This time, not going to make it. I actually think um, that this this time we're going to win. Um, there is what, um, what are we going to win, Jerry? Uh, <laughs> we are um, the, the Bengals are going to win. The Bengals are going to win the football the, game. And there's the, no trick the what, that. Jerry? The, 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 the what? The Bengals are going to win. The Bengals are going to. The Bengals are going to be there. No, nope. <laughs> Megan's trying win. to get They're you to win. say For the Christ word. For Christ's sakes, Jerry, so we're we going to win the later. Super Bowl. So we are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is it. In fact, I was worried that San Francisco was going to win the uh, against the Rams. Right, because we haven't had much luck there. But the Bengals are going to win. They're going to beat the Rams. <laughs> and... And if the Bengals lose, I am willing to give this amount of dollars to Gene Galvin. Amount of dollars. That's a lot of money. Oh, so. it's unbelievable. I will. Springer, I want to hear it. The Bengals. The Bengals are going to win. Behind Burroughs. They will win. They will win. They have Burrow, great chemistry. Not Burroughs. No, I know. It's going to be Burroughs win, though. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's not. It's a whole win. team win. Yes, but his leadership is going to make the difference. Trust me. They are. They're going to win. I want you to say it again with me. The Bengals the, are going to win. The Bengals are going to win. The Super the Bowl. The Super Bowl. There on we go. February, <laughs> on February 13th. 2022. 2022. <laughs> which also happens to be my 78th birthday. Hey. Woo. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. I hey. 
That's why I worked it all in. What do you think? I did this whole shtick for nothing? It's always about me. What do you think we do this podcast for? You no, know, it is my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. shucks. Oh, happy shucks. birthday. And so, my, my gift is going to be a Bengals victory. There we go. Well, see, there it is. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> and Gene gets 12 American dollars. If they win 12, <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. And we're going to go out on uh, down by the riverside and we'll there talk you to Jerry Springer next week after the Bengals win the Super Bowl on his birthday. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.